They all want to be a small group of people who are controlling everyone and everything. Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Virtue Signal. I'm Bill Whittle here with my friend and associate, Alfonso Rachel. And uh, this is the show where we talk a little bit about some of the philosophy and the morality behind the politics of the day. And so we've been... Um, or lack thereof. Yeah, or lack thereof. Exactly. Yeah, that's probably a better way to put it. The, <laughs> <laughs> the, vice, the vice alert, ah. we'll call it. Um, so we've, uh, not through any of our own volition, really, but we, we've landed on this transgender issue several times in the course of this show. Because it is the um, it's the act of bulldozer that's uh, currently going on as far as the left is concerned, and there's been a, a really unusual, and I think kind of a positive sign reaction. So for those of you who may have been sleeping for the last uh, couple of weeks, uh, Bud Light had hired a new vice president in terms of marketing, and she had done a bunch of woke commercials featuring, you know, a couple of super left wing Amy Schumer and. Um, I can never remember his name because he's not that memorable. Uh, yeah, and then this other guy. You didn't even have to drink any Bud Light to forget. No, me. no, I just you no, know, I just completely forgot. It's right on the tip of my Josh, whoever. Anyway, so they're sitting there talking about income inequality while they, you know, drink their Bud Lights, and then for the Super Bowl, they spent a ton of money on a husband coming home to dance with his wife with love in his eyes, and she made it clear about three days before the storm broke that that she is uh, responsible for the future of Bud Light. And she thought that Bud Light was a little too blue collar, a little too fratish. I think she said too much frat boy. So, and no one's, people are frantically trying to, to, to uh, deny this now. But at some point somewhere, uh, somebody in the Anheuser-Busch organization approved uh, Dylan Mulvaney, who's kind of a real attention seeker uh, before becoming, you know, the, the woman of the year. Yeah. And um, walking, talking Disney character, man. Exactly. Uh, the the term "woman face" has been applied here in the same way that "blackface" was offensive portrayal of mm -hmm. blacks, yeah. with the accent and all of the you know stereotypical uh, speech patterns and behaviors. This is exactly what Dylan is doing with women. Gives a, gives a whole new meaning to the word "minstrel show," doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it sure. Oh, oh man, that's gonna have to think about that one for quite a long time. I mean, I got it, but that's a really deep observation. In any event. Dylan has had other uh, uh, promotional deals. Dylan Mulvaney is a biological male who transitioned to being a female, met with the president of the United States in the Oval Office, talking about the pressing issues of gender identity and so on. I think it was the Oval Office. He was at, at the White House, definitely. And so Bud Light decided to have a uh, Dylan Mulvaney sponsorship where Dylan's face appeared in rather terrifying fashion, I might add, on Bud Light cans. And they did a number of commercials with this young, thin, formerly gay man who is now a young, thin, apparently real life woman. And the backlash to this has been unbelievable. It's been like an it's been like an allergic re reaction. More than that, actually, it's almost like toxic shock. To my utter amazement, and and frankly, to I don't ever wish ill will on anybody, but to my relief in terms of you know having some essential moral core left to the country. This was a, a bridge too far uh, for the trans movement, at least a bridge too far too fast. Uh, Bud Light sales just plain stopped. Bud, Anheuser-Busch, as we record this, 
just a two, few days ago, the market cap was down $4 billion. I read now it's down $7 billion. So the stock crashed, started to recover. And I think when people realized how badly damaged this brand was now, it's just in free fall. Mm. The person who uh, was in charge of this, this woman who'd made all these previous woke commercials, was quietly fired. And now nobody at Budweiser is taking any responsibility for it. They say it was done by, the whole ad was conceived of some very minor person, probably just a PA. You know how that works, don't you? So PA walks into an office like this and says, hey, you know what, nothing else to do. Why don't we just do a multi-million dollar, at least $150,000 commercial. We'll make special beer cans and I don't need to tell anybody upstairs about that stuff. So what I really want to talk about here after all of this setup is is the reaction. Um, This, I saw the ads and, and, they are more annoying than most of these woke ads, but some something some somebody touched a nerve here in a way that Colin Kaepernick didn't, and and all of the rest of this stuff didn't. This one, this has been called the biggest marketing uh, disaster since New Coke, and I believe it. So, what do you think it was about this particular woke commercial among the dozens or hundreds we saw M and M's and Gillette and all the rest of them? What do you think it was about this uh, Bud Light thing that made such the kind of reaction where people said, I'm not only not going to drink Bud Light, I'm not drinking anything from Anheuser-Busch. I've heard delivery guys saying, I'm not going to deliver Anheuser-Busch anymore. Start, stores aren't stocking it anymore. People are sending the beers back to the to the, to the to Anheuser-Busch. What do you what do you think it was about this one? Well, I think it, one, it makes something very apparent, man. You know how they say that drinking beer can impair your judgment? He's like, well, <laughs> proof positive, man. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, but the woman who runs the company never drank a beer in her life. She's a wine drinker for sure. You can just tell she's just a, you know. Uh, a California wine drinker. What? I get the point, though. I, I think we saw some college pictures. I mean, she's calling this stuff out. Actually, for being she was kind of partying, wasn't she? In a fret, in a fret kind right? of environment. Right. Yeah. I think it was Rolling Rock or something like that. Yeah, one that's right. One of the green bottle beers, but I, she I probably did it just to fit in or something like that. But yeah, she's sure. probably a you know a fruit fruit drinker. But um, I mean. I, I I want to see this as a positive because of the impact that it's having on Budweiser, uh, and I think it's one of those things. I want it's beer, right? And we know how folks feel. I mean, we can get pretty sentimental about our beer, right? And I'm not even a beer Quote drinker. Quote, unquote, beer, fact, but yeah, I, we'll, at this we'll just moment, let that float. Right now, I'm drinking uh, 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 a nice ginger tea uh, with some lemon and, mm-hmm. and some honey. And sometimes mm-hmm. I even put a splash of almond milk in it, right? Wow, that sounds just absolutely delish. More manly than Bud Light. Mm. You know, and, and matter of fact, it is delicious. <laughs> and it helps it helps to, you know, maintain my nice, smooth voice, which I That's could probably true. I could. Hey, any any, you know, conservatives out there making a beer and you need a voice for your beer campaigns or anything like that. You know, the guy to go to. Yeah, absolutely. Right yeah, here, I, I, I strongly recommend it. But, but look here. It's it's not necessarily a big. I don't I don't want to I don't want to go pee pee in the punch bowl, man. But it's not a bit because here's what happened. People are outraged because their beer, right? This ceremonial drink that we have that their beer is being messed with. So you know what we're going to do is we're going to boycott Budweiser. Remember what I said about bad judgment? You know what we're going to do? We're going to start drinking Coors. Okay, so it doesn't look like beer has taken a real dive because Coors was already doing the pro LGBT element of P thing before Budweiser was. But we had all these people transition over to Coors, which mm-hmm. is also just as LBGT, whatever, as Budweiser is. So, but the the dynamic of Dylan Mulvaney, uh, I, I, you know, when you have a lot of these people out there, you know, considering that, you know, if they're if they're women beer drinkers, uh, there's probably a lot of it too, uh, who who don't like it that this this dude is trolling them, and it's probably radiating enough to where guys are like, hey, 
The women, the real women don't like it. And you know what? I don't like this either. Dang it, I like a real woman. And I don't want to be going into a bar asking for Bud Light and get a little bit too slosh and end up going home with one of these cats by accident, even though, you know, at the moment, I might not really care. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. But and yet there was something about this that was a, a couple of orders of magnitude more um, energetic of a reaction mm. than all of this horrendous woke stuff we've seen before. A large part of it, I think, is is Dylan Mulvaney's character, which is he's a caricature of woman. Yeah. He, 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 he did something where he's out in a park wearing high heels and, Oh, fly. <laughs> and, you know, and falling over and stuff. I actually had more sympathy for this uh, individual. I never had a lot, but I had more before I saw a pre fame clip of him on the price is right, where his name got called out and mm -hmm. he just stole the show for a minute and a half running around and shrieking and lying on the floor and rolling around just hysterical, just because, you know, of, of the sheer joy of being called to, Beyond television, mm. so so a lot of it is that, and 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 I think a significant number of it, amount of it rather, is as you say, is okay. Beer, beer's kind of a you know, Bud Light is kind of a manly drink, and Bud Light's had a history. You have to go back a little distance of of having really clever ads and kind of cool ads and all the rest of it. But there's there's something there's some kind of a Rubicon aspect to this, and I can't quite put my finger on it, but I I know that this is this. This was the, the thing that made like an entire nation said, okay, you know, I, I agree with you about your points about these, you know, the short-term boycotts and yeah, we make a lot of noise. We don't do anything. I, I'll grant you all of that. But, but there was something about this that was just so flagrantly um, offensive, it, 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 offensive and not even so much offensive in terms of the the whole trans thing, just so in your face, that's what it is, right? Just so in your face and so just, it, it's just an assault is what it was really. Well, let me rephrase that. Okay. I take that back. I didn't mean to use that word. Uh, I, I, I despise people who, who equate speech with, you know, with violence. It was, it was offensive and it was provocative. Mm -hmm. And whether or not people go to other LGBT QIA uh, companies to drink their beer I is up for discussion, I guess, but $7 billion in a week of lost um, market cap. Even executives will notice that. Indeed, man. And, you know, the thing is, and we, we want to be able to study and examine what the flaw is. Um on a side note, it's one of those things that's kind of disappointing. It's like, oh, okay, we got this. You know, they fumbled, fumbled the ball. But is is that how we want to score victories? And, it, and it's, it's too much of a, a, a thing with, with the conservative movement. Yeah, we got a great defense and, and no offense whatsoever. Right? You know, it's like we're always looking for and, – and, and y'all, this at the end of the day, it doesn't really work. We're, we're looking for a victory by how the Democrats seem to mess up. You know, it's, yep. not, it's not necessarily – by skill of our own, or we talk about, you know, competing in the free market and stuff like that. Well, no, the, that's right. The liberals are using the free market to destroy the country and, and, they, and they've, they've got yards on us, right? So we're always waiting for them to make this mistake that we can exploit rather than having something to come in to, to attract the, the culture in another way, you know? And, you know, we, we talk about this, ex to a, uh, you know, at length 
You know, we're, you know, we need to do something about this and we offer up solutions to be able to do it. But it's like, dang it, take the ball and run with it. But you're right, Bill, is there something so selective about this incident? It's like, what what is the dynamic of this? Was it a tipping point thing? You know, the, the straw that broke the camel's back and all that sort of stuff. And and, you know, what, what was it? What what what's so ridiculous about Dylan Mulvaney? That's that's not ridiculous about RuPaul. You know, RuPaul has is, is become a spokesperson in his in his uh, drag entourage for, for another that, liquor company. That's an actually really interesting point, um, because I think if they had used RuPaul on the beer ad, mm. you would have seen like 80 percent of this response, maybe, you know, mm. not it, it would still be as offensive as as you know, it's just as in your face again is a better term. But maybe just because RuPaul's been at it longer, it is we're all a little more, you know, um, adapted, I guess, <laughs> uh, to this. And RuPaul is is uh, is basically openly just saying, "I'm a drag queen," and we all know about the you know the, the the kids and all of that moral effect. But RuPaul is not claiming to be a woman, and Dylan mm-hmm. Mulvaney is, and. And I think that's the I think that's the actual fundamental difference, right? RuPaul uh, would not be my first choice for a beer uh, spokesperson, but I think the one of the things that made this so offensive to men and to women is that Dylan Mulvaney is is claiming to be a woman as much of a woman as anybody else is, mm-hmm. and seeing uh, seeing him in a dress in a in a bubble bath. And doing this whole kind of, I've heard there's a game going on, you know, some kind of game. I play with a ball or something. I don't know anything about games, but they asked me to do a beer commercial. And I said, well, why not? And so, you know, so it, it, there's pretty much nobody that's not offended by this. And and what we're seeing, most of this genuine outrage is coming from women. And I get the feeling that this is a bit of a watershed. I look, here's what I think. I think I think the worst case scenario for for conservatives is it's a blowback pitch uh for woke advertising, right? Everybody knows that get woke go broke and and Gillette paid a huge price and M&M's paid paid a price and I'm waiting for Jeremy's beer any day now. Uh but with all that said, a 7 billion dollar that's just the that's just the financial cap today that doesn't that doesn't factor in the damage to the brand that doesn't factor in like i said dry truck drivers i'm not delivering anything that anheuser-busch puts out it really 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 got to a lot of people so maybe at the very least it'll be a way for um for whatever sane people are left on the board of directors of these companies to say look are we gonna we're gonna throw ourselves on this funeral pyre as well after after all of this, we're going to keep doing that. I suspect they probably will. There's financial reasons behind this too, and the corporate equality index that affects how much money BlackRock will lend you and at what rates and all the rest of it. So there's a lot of things in motion here. But clearly, I think one thing we we could probably agree on is is that whoever made this decision did not expect this outcome. I, you know, and, and and to that, I wonder. I mean, we're in a war. We're in a war. Bill, you know, and, and uh, it starts with a spiritual war. It manifests as a culture war and it manifests as a political war. And hopefully, you know, and unfortunately, it may even turn into a, uh, a, a militia war, you know, on the streets. I mean, because that's what they're trying to gear us up for. Right. They're trying to push us into that. But the yeah. thing is, in a war, there's sacrifices, you know, and 
I we we keep asking this question about and and pointing out how much of a a monetary loss that these people are taking. At what point, I mean, do we have to consider that maybe to them the message is more than the money? I mean, you got, I mean, child sacrifice ain't a new thing. That's been around for a while. People True. will make detestable and, and unfathomable sacrifices to gain whatever leverage that they want, power, uh, uh, influence, and all that sort of stuff. So Budweiser itself, you know, it, this it, it's they're not the first ones to make this faux pas, this financial faux pas, right? You got people who are constantly, and you have to wonder, you had to know, you had to know that even, even if you thought this was going to be a new thing, we've seen companies go down this road and they take a huge financial yep. hit, but maybe it's worth it to spend the money, Bill, or lose the money just to gain yards with this because despite this, these losses that it keeps it still keeps getting worse and people keep coming out with this ridiculous move to promote this and the and the I guess we call them low information voters or the people who are just the 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 the, the patients who are running the insane asylum and the drones in the streets are that's all they pick up on and it's getting more and more ridiculous and they, they, this is what they invest in hey man we're going to take a loss on this but we're going to take a gain here and they may not even take a loss on it. Uh, mm. I mean, $7 billion is $7 billion. But uh, as I mentioned, there's this, ins- it's really the, the lever that, that, that believe it or not, that ultra predatory super capitalists use in order to socialize the country. Uh, BlackRock is one of the most powerful financial institutions in the, in the world, if not the most financial, most powerful financial institution. And they, their lending practices are predicated on what an individual corporation's uh, CEI score, which stands for Corporate Equality Index. So if Budweiser or Anheuser-Busch does something that really ups their image as a as a woke progressive company, they may lose $7 billion on in market cap, but that may translate into a, an actual net monetary profit over time in terms of them getting like lower interest rates or additional loans or refinancing or whatever the case may be behind the scenes. I wouldn't even call them super capitalists, man. They're more like super opportunists. Well, yes, that's right. <laughs> that's what they are. They're, they're, there's really, at this point now, when you see this kind of cooperation between uh, the, the sort of the, the deep state government and all of these socialist institutions, plus these uh, very secretive and dark uh just crony crony, crony capitalism yeah, it's not even crony capitalism it's just crony it's, I, w- I wouldn't even involve capitalism you're in right it. it's, it's, no, it's, you're right. it's a full-on distortion and perversion which doesn't amount to capitalism at all it's just right. cronyism that's right and it's never been these forces have never been aligned before but i think what we've seen starting with obama and really kind of culminating in the covid experiment was that the thing that all of these actors have in common, while they may seem to be coming from different uh, vectors, what they all have in common is elitist control. That's what that's mm. what they all want. They all want to be a small group of people who are controlling everyone and everything. And anything that advances that uh, is is worth putting a few, you know, couple kick a couple billion dollars into it and see what happens. Uh, and here we are, as usual, asking for people to join uh, BillWhittle.com for $9.99 a month and, and become a member so we can uh, try to fight this stuff. All I have to say about that is uh, certainly the truth has to be on one side, because when you look at the financial odds, there shouldn't be any conservatives left in the fight at all, mm. if you look at the actual dollar spend. So having the truth on your side is not such a such a bad uh, partner. 
And that'll do it for this edition of The Virtue Signal, made possible by the members at BillWhittle.com. For my friend and associate Alfonso Rachel, I'm Bill Whittle, and we'll see you here next time. 